0: Today. We're seeing two people we haven't seen for a while, and I want you to be able to give them a good, warm welcome from your heart. Brother John Carr and Sister Judy Derryberry. We're glad to have them. They've been addicted to the house for a while, and they're back in the house of the Lord today and we're so glad that they are. I want to tell you very quickly about my wife. She is coming home temporarily for a few hours this Wednesday. She's coming out uh, with the therapy people and uh, they're going through a dry run on what it is for her to be at the house and what is having to be done at our house for my wife to come home and we're looking forward to that. I will tell you, for, the, for those who know about our house, we've got one very steep stairway that a chair lift is going into tomorrow. And uh, so, uh, as my son says, it's for me also. Well, that's okay. I, uh, as long as it doesn't fall, I won't fall. Out of the chair, because you get strapped into it. <laughs> We're glad to have everyone here today, and I want to welcome the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost as we worship and receive from the Lord. Our associate pastor is coming, Brother Harold Carr. Give him a good cheer, too, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Good morning. Right. Morning.
1: morning. All right, We do have a couple announcements. If you were here last night, we had a men's meeting, um, so we want to thank Everett for that. And We talked about keeping our eyes upon God, which is always a good thing to do, right? Um, We need to announce March 5th is the ladies' meeting, so uh, that'll be Saturday night, 5 o'clock, March 5th. Put that in your calendars, ladies. Do you need to say anything about that? Oh, it's a bunco night. There you go. Now you know. Uh, And then we also need to announce uh, there's a marriage retreat coming up for the Heartland Territory. It's April 8th through the 10th, and uh, there'll be a flyer downstairs on the bulletin board. Um, But if you you need any more info, that'll be on there. But that's coming up April 10th, and there's a deadline of, I guess, an early bird deadline, I think, of March 1st to sign up for that and get registered. So that information will be downstairs. Um, We do also need to mention the uh, uh, food pantry. Um, there was a note left in there. Um, we thought we'd get a picture of it this morning, but it, it was gone. So, <laughs> um, But somebody left a, a kind note um, thanking the church for doing that. It's really helping them out during a difficult time. So we want to pass that on, and, and please continue to support that. I know everybody's been doing real good with that. Do you need to announce anything that's needed? No? Okay. Just look in the back there, and if you can continue to bring those items, do that. But. People in the community do appreciate it, so we wanted to pass that on. Um, I think that's all we got for announcements. So let's all stand. We'll get ready to have a time of prayer here this morning. If anybody has any prayer requests they'd like to mention, yes. Okay. All right. Let's remember Molly's sister-in-law. Her leg. Anyone else? Remember Judy? Continue to pray for Judy. Yep, continue to pray for Joanne.
2: Yes. Uh, the
1: uh, living that my have a uh, Okay. All right, let's remember them. All right. Uh, if you have unspoken requests, you can raise your hand, and let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time. Lord, thanking you for this opportunity. To give us thank Lord, you, Lord,
0: Heavenly Father. Almighty God, we love you, and we, God. God. we God. thank you for your love God. to us. God. Lord, we give you honor, we give you praise, we give you God. thanksgiving this day. Us, God. God. Lord, we honor it's your presence so. here today. We ask God. you, Lord, Oh, Taking in our worship, our sins, our Father, we lift you up today. We honor you, O God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're looking for you. Asking you, Lord, to have your way. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. for you, God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sure.
1: could have a couple of ushers come up at this time we'll receive a third sunday offering so it'll be uh an expense offering here at the church um, and as they're coming i am going to uh, mention to the, our live streamers um last week there was some difficulties and we're glad that you contacted some of us and let us know um we found out it was actually on the end of the servers of the place that we subscribe to um they had some issues last week so hopefully that's all straightened out and it works well this week but uh if you, if you didn't tell us, we wouldn't have known because the recording was totally fine. So, um, so if you, if you want to see last week's, you can go on there, and the recording did work well. So we'll just pass that along, but uh, um, good, to, good to hear from everyone. And I looked at some numbers that are online, and I'll have to share them sometimes. They're actually quite staggering. Do you know over 7,000 people have watched our podcast since we began it of services I looked that up yesterday. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of people. <laughs> but, but anyway, maybe we'll get into some of them numbers someday. But let's pray for this offering. Again, it's an expense offering, so if it's not uh, marked on a check or envelope, it will go towards church expense. God, we thank you for this time, this morning, Lord, and for this opportunity to give. We just ask that you'll bless and anoint this offering. And um, God, just help help it to be used as you want it to, that it will uh, be able to go forth and help Show your love, God, and show what you've done for each one of us. In your name, amen.
3: circumstances there are in our lives because of the powerful and precious name of Jesus. Amen. And what he did for us when he came and he died for us. He paid it all. He paid it all. And it was all taken care of on the cross and with his resurrection. And I'm so thankful for that this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: to praise the Lord at the offset today because of you. I thank the Lord that you came here today, and I am of the opinion that there is not a person that came here that is looking to be discouraged, to be upset, to get out of shape, bent out of shape. You're just here because you love the Lord and you want to be a blessing to someone else and you want to be blessed of the Lord. That describes a whole lot of optimistic people and you are that group today I am very grateful that we do have a song that we can talk about, Save by Grace, looking forward to that glorious day, and all the things that go through this life, we know that there is a better life, but only through the Lord Jesus Christ who is there to help guide us through this life. I want to read a verse verses of scripture from the Apostle Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, the second division of Corinthians, chapter eleven, verses twenty three through twenty nine, the King James Version. Are they ministers of Christ? And then the King James Version paraphrases a thought that I speak as a fool. I wonder what he means by that. But he goes on to explain it. He says, I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes, above measure in prisons more frequent and in deaths oft well this sounds like the ramblings of a crazy man right here he is describing a career that he has beca- in which he has became a minister and he says I'm a fool." in the eyes of people because of doing it. But he says, I'm really qualified. He says, I am more in labors, more abundant. What in the world does that mean? It means that he's experienced more awesome, aggravating things than most people would even begin to imagine. And then he describes some of them in stripes. He says you can without measure, you can't count them. He says I've inflicted them and I've also received them. What a beautiful testimony that he had going to church that day. And then he went on to say, not only that, I've been in prison more frequent than a, you want to shake a stick at. You probably didn't know all that was in there, but it's in there. And that's really what it all means. And then he talks about killing people. And he said, often I've killed people. I've seen the deaths of. And he said, but the Jews, he was a Jew. He said, I've received 40 stripes, save one, 40 times. Of the Jews, five times he's received 40 stripes, save one. That is, 39 stripes was what they gave as a punishment. And then he talked about how that, in verse 25, he said three times, he says, I've been written with rods other than just uh, the belt or the whip. He said, three times I've been beaten with rods. Another time I was stoned. And he wasn't talking about drinking either. He's talking about rocks, okay? He was stoned. And he says, at a night and a day, he was well, the scripture's words that I have been in the deep, meaning that he was in some type of cave or hole that they had done. And that was often a way that they had him imprisoned people, that punished people. And so he says, I've been a night and a day in this type of seclusion. And then he said, in my traveling, this is verse 26, he said, in my traveling, since I've been in perils of water and perils of robbers. I, uh, I find that interesting to, to contrast those two things, but either one of them, I don't want them. He's been in, in, on the water in the shipwrecks, and he's also been in places where there have been robbers. He says he's been in perils by his, by his own countrymen, by other people such as heathen, meaning other than his nationality. He's not only been in trouble in the city, he calls it perils in the city, but out in the countryside, he's in the wilderness, he's been in perils, on the sea, and among people who pretended to be his friends, the false brethren. And then he experienced weariness, this is verse 27, pain, he's experienced pain. He's often been guarded, captured, kidnapped, and in addition to all that, he's been in hunger and thirst. He's often been without food, water, that's what fastings often mean. And he's also been beaten naked, and he calls it cold and nakedness. And besides those things, verse 28, that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Well, he was blessed that he would, from time to time, be bailed out by the churches. That he knew that he would come across. And he said. Even though they were weak. He says. I am not weak. Even though some are offended. I am not going to be offended. I burn not he said. What a description. Of something. That some people that says, I would like to be a minister, just like Paul. Well, I, I think I know what they mean, but I also know what they don't mean. He went through a lot. What a story we have of this man. At the end of his his of uh, David's life King David, when he was thinking about all the torments that he had experienced, he uttered these words as described in Psalms chapter 55 and verse 6. He said, And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, then I would fly away and be at rest. Today, we are people who mainly, who predominantly do not experience things as the Apostle Paul did. There are times in some of our lives that we do experience things that are very distasteful, that we'd rather not have been facing, but for the most part, we do not see them in the fashion that we uh, read about from the Apostle Paul. Sometimes we think how they did it, but we don't think about it very often because we basically just read read about it and don't know too much about it firsthand. And we're grateful for that, by the way. We don't take it for granted. We're grateful for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. We're grateful for the inviting of the Holy Ghost and the way it walks and talks in us. We're grateful for the fact that we can lay our heads down at night on good, clean, soft or firm pillows. We're grateful for all that. But yet, we know that there is a destiny for man that he do, if he does not live for the Lord, if he does not have the guidance of the Spirit within him to lead him in the path of righteousness. The, again the words of the apostle Paul as described in Second Corinthians chapter 4. I love these words. For which cause, if we faint not, though our outward man perish. This is talking about the heart, the spiritual heart. That if it doesn't fail, that if it doesn't perish, that the inward man, day by day, It's going to have the renewal and the accompaniment of the Lord Jesus Christ with us. I know this morning, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that as we walk through this life, there are things that we cannot control. Perhaps there are things that we can control, or at least we think we do. We can make decisions. Uh, usually that is what we can control. And those decisions will either blow up on us or they'll be blessed by the Lord. I think about the fact that we go through this life in such a way that sometimes we begin to take things for granted. That sometimes that we begin to Just assume this is going to happen, that that's going to happen, and it'll all be the way that it was planned, or something has occurred. Sure wish they hadn't done that, because look what happened. It backfired. We're accustomed to all those particular acts of mankind, we know that in this life only, if we have hope, the Apostle Paul said this. In fact, the scripture teaches us in this fashion, Second Corinthians chapter one and verse eight. This particular verse says, "For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia." That we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired, even of life. Yes, we sometimes we get that place in life where it just gets out of control. Sometimes in this life, as it gets out of control, we lose control ourselves and wonder what in the world is going to happen, what is going to be the outcome. All of us at one time or another we experience those moments in in which the rug, the proverbial rug is pulled out from under us. In just recent days, Sister Molly has lost the love of her life and she wouldn't do anything to call them back from the arms of the Lord. In a place of peace and rest it is that. But if she had had her brothers, uh, it wouldn't have happened just at the time it did. They would still be sitting together back there as Brother Bob and Sister Molly. And I think about other things that going on in this life, in your life, all of our lives, that we just have to have the full dependency and the full assurance of the Lord Jesus Christ upon our pathway and His light shining upon the trail that we're walking in. I think today that we must have the Lord in the perilous times that we live in, in this time of peril. The Apostle Paul described it in the fashion that he did In this time of uncertainty, what do we need more than anything else in this world? Do we need E.F. Hutton? Do we need Wall Street? Do we need Congress? Do we need this and do we need that? Perhaps we need all those things, but more than anything else, we need the guidance of the Lord Jesus Christ upon our lives. We need His presence in everything that we do. I would like to read. The author is unknown uh, in this particular uh, reading that I have, so I'm not able to give credit to him. But the, uh, the writing, or to her, th- this writing says, We will waste away, we will die. Well, is that a scary thing? It's Bible. Because this body is not going to inherit uh, eternal life, but rather there is going to be a new body. The writer wrote, We might die of old age and sleep out into eternity in our sleep. We might die as a child or a young adult. We might have a sudden heart attack. We might get cancer. And waste away slowly. We might be consumed. By Alzheimer's. We might die suddenly. In a car wreck. We might be struck by lightning. We might leave this world. In any one of 10,000 ways. But the outer man. Is going to perish. The outer man. Is not going to exist. From the time. That. We take our last breath. So then what we are looking for, we're looking for the inward man to be blessed, to be guided, to be comforted by the Holy One that has died for us. When I come to church here on Sunday mornings, one of the things I look forward to is about 1030 I may be corrected on that time, but it seems to me it's about 10.30. What happens at 10.30, if that's the correct time? It may be a different time, so bear with me on that slight guessing of time. We have a timer in the church, and the timer turns this beautiful light on. Is it about 10.30? That happens, Brother Harold. 10.25. 10:25. All right. Now that's better than what I thought. That. That's great. I I look forward to that time. It's a man-made time. It's a timer, I guess, is what is, and as everything that Brother Harold does, it's it's computer uh, uh, made anyway or complied with. Uh, you ask him what time it is. He says, "I'll check my watch." He doesn't say it that way. He says, I'll check my computer. And uh, we are, are people that live in that type of digital world. In this world, we look forward to this computer turning on this light that exemplifies the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ with beautiful lights on either side. I think this is a beautiful display that we have behind us. But on the other hand, that is a fleshly thing. That's the outward thing. But as a child of God, as a person who has been to the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus is in their life, and they are forgiven of their sins, I think about the fact that it doesn't take a battery or computer to turn Jesus on in our life. But it takes the faith of an individual accepting the Lord Jesus Christ in this, in their life. The outward man is going to go bye bye one of these days. I don't know when. I do know this, that when Jesus lives inside, the outward man, even though it may perish, the inner man, Jesus, is going to live on. And on, and on, and oh my goodness, you just can't put the numbers to it because it will be forever a penalty as it is said. So the outward man perishes, but the inner man, uh, it lives on. I think so much about what Paul said, as wrote, I think I used this verse of scripture, but I'm going to use it again. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia. Indeed, they were in trouble in, the, in Asia, and they were pressed out of measure above strength, that they even thought that their lives would come to an end. It is because that we have Jesus in our life. It is because... Jesus is there. We have life. This outward man, it it may get all upset and out of whack. It may get to the place that we cannot do anything but think negative, but we turn it over to the Lord. We understand that it does not matter what man's ideas might be. We understand that it may not be what His theologies could be. But what does matter is if the truth of God's love, His abundant mercy, dwells in us. If I was to go around the room this morning, and if I begin to ask a question to each individual It may vary with different individuals. If I could ask you in a rhetorical way, what was the best day of your life? Most of you would say something pertaining to the spiritual part, which is understandable. The day that the Lord came into your life, the day you were healed or some sort of a comment like that. If I was to ask you what was the saddest day in your life, it would be, well, the day that such a person died or there was a bad accident, somebody got terribly sick, a tragedy occurred, these different things. Everything that was ne- as negative, Everything that was sad to you was happening to the outward flesh, to the outward man. Everything that happened to you, you remember and thank the Lord for, in most cases would be is what the Lord has done for you. How he delivered, how he did this, how he did that for you. When we get right down to it, we begin to realize That is not what's done in the outward sense, but it's what's done on the inward man, the deliverance that has happened there. I cannot help but think, as I seen the other day, and I I probably have went back to this event two or three different times, when I seen my wife laying at the bottom of the steps, 15, 20, 15, 18 feet away, that I did not know if my wife would ever be delivered from that outward tormenting accident that she had just had. And I realized there wasn't a thing that I could do. I realized that there was not any medicine I had in the house that there was no technique that I had that would heal her, I realized that she was in the hands of God. And as I heard her speak days later about she doesn't remember this or she doesn't remember that, I think about myself that what she does remember is that God is with her, that he is strengthening her, that he is causing her to have a feeling that she's going to walk again when it seemed that, according to man, she was not going to walk. And I listened to a story that, uh, that perhaps some have heard, but I don't ever remember hearing before from Brother George Nagel this morning. He was telling about a certain time in his lifespan many years ago that He doesn't remember, and it was during a time that he was uh, electrocuted. I, I guess that's what it was. He was electrocuted. And he said it was so strong that it even knocked the nails out of his shoes. Well, of course, if it happened today, he wouldn't have shoes that have nails in it because they don't do that anymore. But that just shows you how long ago it was. I'm thinking about how that this could have what have happened to his mom, his dad, his brothers or sisters the people who knew him and loved him uh, how this could have affected him. it was a had to be a traumatic thing and yet somehow or another even though he cannot describe the moments in and around that particular time, he, know, he knows by what was told him. What happened? And it happened to the, the outward man. I can't help but think that the inward man that we know of in Brother Nagel, is a man that is alive in the Lord today. That he experienced Christ in his life. I, I can't imagine the, the, uh, the jolt, if you please, that his body must have felt. I can't imagine the jolt that my wife's body must have felt. And there have been other situations you've experienced. The outward man sometimes goes through these things, and sometimes they're much even greater, and they're not able to go through them. And, of course, the outward man perishes. But there is one thing that lives, and that is the inward man. That is that which is inside of the Lord Jesus Christ. That one, that is there. Jesus said, when he was talking about the things that he had went through, he said, I fell down the stairs. I've been electrocuted. He said, I've been in a car wreck. I've had my home tore up. He said, I, I've had people to shoot at me or to murder me. He said, I've been hungry. I've been put in the deep, as Apostle Paul talked about. He said he had been in shipwrecks. Jesus said he had been in all these things, such as what we might go through and you have went through in his life. He said, I've experienced it, but he said, I want you to know something. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I will not forsake you. I will not leave you high and dry. I'll be with you. And even though the outward man may perish, the inward man will live on. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And he said, In my leaving, don't you feel forsaken? because I'm going to be with you. And then one day, one day, I'm going to come back to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I realize today that this sermon is not on restitution. This sermon is not on tithe paying. This sermon is not on The Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. This sermon is not on the resurrection, but this sermon is on the fact that there is a need for us to have the inward man, Jesus, living in our lives. I realize today that I might go to the house next door and say I want to talk to you about a particular Bible doctrine, and that I would name the Bible doctrine, and they laugh and say, what in the world is that? What I realized that I need to do is talk to them first about the Lord Jesus Christ, that we need to have Jesus in our lives. This morning, church loaded the people got to live right and do right. I believe that. I believe this is a house full of good, saintly people. I believe that this is a house filled with people who want to do their best for the Lord. But I also want to, as your pastor, I want to tell you that you need to make everything right in your life. So, Well, you just said we were good people. Yes, I did, and I meant it. But I also mean that good people can stumble. They can have problems that come their way. They, they can have errors in their life. That if you should die in the next hour, right now, if the death angel should come and tell you that you are not going to be breathing one hour from now, Where would you want to go? Would you want to go to the altar and pray? Or would you want to begin to rejoice in the Lord? I hope you'd want to begin to rejoice in the Lord. But if such is not the case, my responsibility to us today is to give us that chance and encourage us to make sure that we're right before the Lord. I've often said... As from the pulpit and many other places, I've often said that every night, or sometimes even during the day when I'm conscious of it, that I ask the Lord to help me the person that I need to be. If there's anything in my life that I need to be making right, Lord, let me know, because I want it to be right. You see, there there isn't no greater responsibility from my standpoint, from the pulpit standpoint that you be a child of God and I want us to have that opportunity to be the child of God that he wants us to be. I did not write the book, it's already wrote. We want to be the child of God, that is talked about. We want to be the child of God that's got the lights on that in our heart and our life. Because Jesus is that light. Let us stand. Sister Glenda, pray for us.
2: that are deep, I feel like tunnels or a pit. But you, O oh God, you cause us to stand and feel like we are not alone in those situations. Oh. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for being a way maker. Yes. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us. Where we are at individually. Help us Lord to follow wholeheartedly after you and be a light in this world.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. As we continue to worship the Lord. Sister Beverly, let the Lord give you a song. That we can sing, that you can lead us in, would you? If you can, take all the time you need.